to the actual wrong story so people can come in if they want. Long-distance relationships are tough. I heard this song today on YouTube Music that reminded me of you. I'm putting it on our playlist. That's why Morgan and Avery created a collaborative playlist to hold all the music that makes them feel connected. I love it. I have a couple to add as well. Build and share your own playlist or collaborate with fellow music lovers on YouTube Music. Simply go to the edit page of your playlist and turn on the collaborate feature. Try it on the YouTube Music app.
Welcome aboard, Chris. Hey, Dred. Great to see you. Welcome to the room. We'll get started here in just a moment, just playing some chill music to start the room. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome to the Fire Army Clubhouse. It's your hostess with the mostest, Jade Sunshine. And of course, my right hand man over there, Craig, lurking in the background. Today's topic How can we get onboarded into Web3? How can we onboard ourselves into Web3? How can we help other people get onboarded into Web3? That's today's topic. I'm glad you're here. Turn it up. Make sure you stay tuned. Start the news topic of the day. Let's go. So, you know, the first question about anyone who wants to join Web3 what is the hardest thing about joining Web3? So today we're just going over some of those details and steps that you can take as an average user consumer, someone who's just curious about how to get involved into Web3. I'm going to invite a few of you up on the floor. I am going to definitely make my moderator a moderator and share this room and experience with you today because guys, we're in it and we have some great info for you. Trust me on that one. But before we get going, let's start with that Web3 news of the day topic. Woohoo! So the first news of the day topic I would like to discuss with you guys later for sure is House is proposing a stablecoin bill that will put a two-year ban on stablecoin. So the House committee could vote on legislation about this as soon as next week. And the time to consider the proposal is shrinking with the midterm elections also approaching. So with legislation hoping to regulate stable coins, that's pretty much what's being drafted on the House floor. And that would put a two-year ban on coins similar to Terra and Luna. Those algorithm coins caused a collapse earlier this year that the United States government definitely paid attention to and everyone around the world also paid attention to. Even if you were not a part of the Web3 community or a crypto investor, you too also heard the words Luna. It was a very bad flash crash that crash that happened in the community but with this happens in the United States with the recent framework that Biden just dropped I think that that would definitely propose a lot of problems for communities and, of course, the crypto stablecoin-based communities. There are a lot of communities and projects that are able to meet and fulfill all of the promises that they gave to their investors, their holders, and those supporters within their community. We understand what happens in Luna case was more rare, but it can happen. 
when you don't properly plan and put proper practices in place to prevent these things as your community is growing and scaling over time. When you are involved with the United States dollar, you're definitely making a big impact, right? And when you're offering the services of we're a stable coin that's always going to be able to be equal to one U.S. dollar, you have to make sure that you have bootstrap security measures in place as well as financial support measures in place to help the market rebound for when your coin dips below the price. Why? Because you were one of these people who started a coin and didn't have it bonded. How do you onboard yourself into Web3? This guidance today is for the average investor. Crypto curious enthusiast or any of the above, right? But anybody who's basically on the road to wealth building, eager to get their feet wet in the world of investing. Oftentimes, our generation pulls away from both traditional investing and digital investing. This is partially due to the vast information in an ever-expanding market, plus the poor experiences previously with businesses and money investors coaching. <laughs> leaves people with a trust broken and their confidence shot. We've all seen the master classes. We've all seen the co personal coach. Hey, sign up to spend 600. Yeah, those are poor experiences that'll leave someone's confidence shot and they don't want to come into the market. But I'm not here to sell you anything. As always, I take note of what I did, took the steps down from when I started and how I secured things. So later on, I can help someone else. Because I'm not an advisor or a professional. I'm just like you. That's what makes it cool. So I'm glad you're here today to join us and to learn how you too can onboard yourself, of course, into Web3. So it doesn't matter where you go on the planet. If you want to start a, a Twitter account, if you want to start an Instagram, if you want to start a profile for that new job you just got hired into, you still have to onboard. And the first step in all onboarding that's in common is starting your profile. Yes. Ah, surprise. It isn't any different in Web3. You still have to get your profile started. The only difference is Web3 is any other time you're told where to go and where to start. In Web3, you're the consumer, creator, investor. You decide. There's many great platforms that one can decide where they want to get their first profile going for their initial investments or journey in the space of Web3. And of course, today we're talking about profile platforms as far as OpenSea or Binance, some of the big guys for trading, right? But it doesn't matter. If you go and you Google and you say, what's cryptocurrency? And Binance comes up and you see it and you say, hmm, this sounds interesting. What's the next step? Starting your profile, of course. So setting up your profile is your first commitment. Because when you do that commitment, you're giving your time. The time to learn, the time to explore on that platform. So before you do give that time and your information, make sure it's a product you believe in. Compare it to a few other products. See how they're different. They may all be platforms, but are the, all the platforms doing the same thing? No. Are all the exchanges doing the same thing? No. 
So my DYOR challenge for the average consumer who's starting this journey is to find your product. Do they serve a cause you like? Do they have good business practices? Does it align with just what you like in life? These are the questions you have to ask yourself as the average investor when you decide to come into Web3. Because those questions right there will take you on the research journey that you should be going on to make sure that you believe in this brand before you spend a dime. I personally am not telling you to spend a dime. In fact, I'm telling you to do the exact opposite. I'm telling you to sign up and get the free bonuses from signing up. Start your journey there. Start your journey with their money, not yours. And learn with their money. So as you're making the mistakes and getting around the curve, it's money that you never actually had to invest. It's money that you never actually had to spend. It's money that was given to you as a beta user for signing up because that's how I see it in my mind. But for the average user, for you, it's just you signing up. But that's really what it is for a lot of these starter companies. They may not convey that, but we're early. You're in less than 1% of the 1%. So yeah, you get incentives for signing up and you can also earn incentives through learning and earning on different platforms. But again, that's up to you to do your own research and decide what's for you. Now back to getting your account set up. Typical steps in getting your account set up so that you could later trade or buy NFTs or crypto, always go into the same thing. You want to set up your profile, pick a picture, put your pertinent data and details, and make sure for certain exchanges and platforms, you go to your email that you put on that profile and confirm the email address. Because oftentimes, as a security protocol, they will send you an email verification link, and your profile won't fully be active until you click and verify that link. Sometimes you also have to do that verification from the same device that you started it on. So if you started the application on your app, you may have to verify it on your app. Many of the apps we're using for this have incentives. So you either get crypto shares, stock shares, money funded into your account from just signing up. And there are different incentives per app, per platform. So I'm going to give the green light to Craig here for a minute. I want you to give him the green light for a second and see what your experience was when you very first signed up on one of these platforms, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so my experience was pretty simple. I mean, especially at that time, because there was very little, if any, KYC actually going on. So essentially, you just walked on there and you got free money to essentially do what you wanted with. Um, and the thing that I did like was that they did allow for you to do other like learning tutorials and learn about other blockchains or learn about other coins. And that would actually go into that information, but then they would give you some at the end of it. Um, specifically Coinbase is great for that. Um, I'm sure that other places do that too. Um, at this point, if they don't, well, I hope they do soon. Um, but I, I felt that just getting that that free money, quote unquote, was was essential to making it easy for me to just hop on there and be like, OK, I could try that. What? You get more money? That's sweet. But the thing was, is then how do you use it? How do you convert it? Like, where is it actually? Those are the questions that I kind of had from there. So it did also force me to learn more and figure out, do I want to leave it on the exchange? Is this actually my money? 
does this money actually exist or is it just them pretending like they have that there or they don't actually have this somewhere that they can give to me if something were to happen? Um, those were all questions I found out and discovered later. And it's good to understand the risks, especially with the, the downturn in the bear market. A lot of people figured out that hmm, where they had their money stashed may not have been the safest place to go. And that's an unfortunate circumstance when it, it really is a human-led business and there, there can be mistakes and you have to put trust in the, the companies that you choose to follow and, and go with. So all of those are, are great things to, to keep in mind as you move forward. But the number one thing is really you have this money. Well, what can you actually do with it? That's the biggest question that you need to answer and figure out what your goal is and have a plan moving forward. Back to you, Jade. Absolutely. And thank you for that. It is just further proving the point of what the average consumer goes through. You've heard Craig's experience and you're hearing part of mine. As I was going through this, I notated everything down. I took notes again so I can reach back and help other people. Because if I'm the average consumer, why do I say I'm the average consumer? I'm the average consumer. I'm married. I have children. We're in the educational system. And also, hey, fun fact, poverty threshold. I've gone in and out of poverty threshold my whole life, so I know what that looks like. So can someone who makes less than $10,000 a year take this method and go and make money, passive money? That was the goal I set out to find, and that's what I discovered. You can for free. It goes all the way from starting that first profile to deciding what your goal is to execution. That's all. Put the proper steps in place and time management and you can achieve many things and go far. And that's just me, person to person, people to people, right? But as far as being able to take the free money and then making money, that's the trick. And that's where Craig is absolutely right, which is why I prefer you do it this way, our method, right? Which is free versus you spending your money and learning how to fail. Learn how to fail with the free money. That way, when you're ready to spend your money, you can invest properly and you can invest with full confidence, knowing that you have made a sound decision and a firm product that you actually believe in. And you've even picked up a new skill and learned things in the midtime too. So all of those things being combined will get you to where you're trying to go when you're starting in the world of crypto and Web3. Now, we're going to take time for a little water break. Reset the floor. And then I'm going to bring up some of those great platforms that already have incentives and what those incentives look like. Just if you decide, hey, today's the day, I'm going to go sign up. We'll just talk about it. And then, I mean, everyone's heard of other places, right? Like, you know, Stash, Finance, all these places. These places have sign up bonuses. So let's talk about those for a bit and we'll go into the latest news as well. Stay tuned. Purina One has
bonus. Let's talk about bonuses. Then, after we understand the bonuses, right? What we'll do, if people are interested, ongoingly, we could definitely talk about shred. Because as Craig highlighted, strategy is very important. You want to know how to grow it. You want to know how to keep it. Everyone thinks the hardest part is getting it. The hardest part is learning how to keep it. So, let's talk about a few things that you can start with, with low entry or for free. Stash is one of those platforms I started with last year. And again, before I do start, as a reminder, I am not a financial advisor, coach, nor do I claim to be. And I do not endorse any of these platforms, nor have I been paid by them. Moving on. Stash started with $5. It gave me $5. I'm sorry. I started with $5 USD on Stash. That was the initial required investment for joining the Stash platform. You could join for free, but if you did the 5 bucks, it would give you 20 so it gave me $20. If that wasn't an instant rebate, I don't know what to call it. And there was no waiting period. There was no three to five days. We're going to mail you a check or send you a Visa card. Nothing strange like that. It immediately funded my account for $20 on Stash. And that's why. Because they want you to, quote unquote, to invest in IRL trading and Stash, right? You know? So once I learned about that and I got my first $20 and I went on Twitter, that was when I went to go see, hmm, what's Stash like as a whole? Like, what's more about their community? And I learned their community throws parties. I was like, what? So then I went to go check it out. Yeah, it was a Stash party. You get free stocks. They announce who it is at the party. And however many people are in the party, they break up the dollar amount that you see on the screen amongst those users. So people who were early on in this, they were making $18, $30 shares sometimes. But what's great that I found out, because I forgot, because I haven't actually traded in a long time. What's great is that they also pay out rewards and dividends. They pay out dividends quarterly. Plus, you holding those stocks still give you access to certain prospectus and voting rights. For example, I knew about the Apple-Google split way before the shares got divided and everything. That all came through Stash. These are things I never would have known going on in our market if it wasn't for Stash. These are things I never would have looked into and learned more about if it wasn't for Stash. So I say this to say $5 took me a very long way. And if I had to tell myself right now, Victoria, you did a good job. Victoria, you did a good job. <laughs> Because that same money I used later to turn into more money. But that's neither here nor there. We're going to get on that conversation another day. So let's keep it going. But you also get the free stock when you first go to the, again, the Stash Party. So check it out. And then Coinbase itself has its own investment. So if people join Coinbase using your link and they get $100 of crypto, you get $10 of Bitcoin. Then the learn and earn program on Coinbase is beyond extensive to date from when I started in last November to this year, just on the Coinbase platform to date, I have made over $362 from learn and earn money. That's free money. This is free money that I know how to convert over into USD. That's free money that Coinbase gives me to come and learn on their platform, not just how to use their platform, but to learn about the different cryptocurrencies, their projects, their goals, their milestones, their hurdles. All of that is transparently on there. I never knew this existed in November. As where I have been avidly in the community, 
I was not familiar with the new products like Coinbase and their Learn and Earn system. So once I was exposed to the Learn and Earn system last November, I was very excited as to the potential behind that for a person who sits at the poverty threshold or wants to be a beginning investor and is looking for a low entry barrier. My recommendation is just sign up and start a platform then on Coinbase. Start on Coinbase. Do the free learn and earn modules. Get the free crypto. Learn how to manipulate your crypto and trade it and convert it. Learn the different conversion rates. That's exactly what I did last year when I made this money. Every month, I took that money. I tried to grow it. I tried to learn how the different conversion rates yeah, paid attention. So I was able to take this free money from Coinbase that started, if I'm not mistaken, $25 and grow it into 100 and that was in a month. I got to grow it into $100 because I took those cryptos and I converted them. I converted them and then I skimmed. And I'm learning all of these skills and getting refreshers on certain other skills as I'm doing this. So yeah, that was worth the investment. That was $3.99 for me to go sign up on Coinbase. That was also $3.99. They're not charging me to sign up and they're not charging me to use their product. And they're giving me free versions of their product to learn how to use it and do more i can't consider that a bad investment the only thing is is it worth your time that's where you the individual decides so check out coinbase again they got the learn and earn on there you can earn tons of money for free a month and then again the referral program you earn ten dollars in bitcoin every time you make a referral then there's Robinhood. Everyone's heard about Robinhood. So I decided to go on Robinhood. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to lurk. I'm going to see. Robinhood gave you one free share and up to $500 a year in referral. So not only are these platforms giving you free money to sign up, but the payouts are instant. They're within days. So this is where I found myself last November. Last November, when I came and I went to go find out how easy this was for you, for you, not just me, for you, the average consumer, right? How easy is this? It was so easy that I was able to grow the money within a month. So with me spending a total of $0 on 75% of these platforms and $5 on the Stash platform, which gave me an instant rebate because it gave me $20, I spent $0. And within a month after I collected all of these bonuses and got them centralized, it was $100. And I took that $100 and I went to go test a new tool. I tried out a new tool to see what that does. And guess what that $100 did? It grew. It grew from $100 to $325. And I went from $325 to $565. I went from $325 to $565 in two months using a trading bot. I scaled my way all the way up to a trading bot in the short four months. All because I chose one platform. All because I chose one thing to solder myself to and to learn more about it. And that's the challenge here when you're coming into Web3. What do you stand for? What do you believe in? What do you feel is worth your time, your money, your attention? Are they serving a higher cost? Is it something that you can tell your brother, your neighbor, your grandma? If you wouldn't sell it to your grandma, I don't think you, did, you should use it. But if you were more than willing to tell your granny about it, then it must be a good product and something you firmly believe in right? Because we don't bother our elders for nothing. So in that same respect, I want to turn over the floor to Craig 
let you guys talk about all this great info and let me know what's on your mind so far. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. It, It's not that it's not safe. It's just that it's new. And I think that that really just scares the most people away. But for what you just said, I don't know anyone that I know that wouldn't be able to effectively do that and then come out on the other side with wins. Um, I know for certain that um, it's it's definitely worth looking into and, and finding out. And feel free to send us a DM or, or join join our uh, club, and we, we'd be happy to explain more of that to you. Um, Trid, any thoughts on that? Um, essentially, yeah, I agree with both of you. It's just um, something new, and you really just have to get your feet wet. It's an opportunity, that's for sure. And going back to the onboarding question, I mean, that was on my mind. Essentially, in my opinion, the best way to onboard and bring these individuals into Web3 is to figure out what's the best, what was the best way that we onboarded people into Web2. Because it's essentially the same thing. Just uh, another huge learning curve. Hundred percent agreed. And just the recap, I'm gonna run it down as a recap, and anyone feel free to clip it. Let's just talk a recap really quick about what was paid, okay? Because I definitely had it like kind of out of my out. So you got twenty five dollars just from signing up on Coinbase and Sash. Essentially, that was my first $25 for free with the $5 investment on stash. If you use a link, you get a bonus. Once I combined those two with one friend, I had $45. When I used the second method with the other app, I had $30 added from that. So now I'm at $75, and in two days, I was close to being at $100. 48 hours. And from there, I was at $300 in a month. So. Think about this. Make sure you research before you invest. Make sure you just research everything. (laughs) The businesses, who are the owners, what blockchain are they on? What are the details? Like if it's an NFT project, then go into those details. This is an offshoot of another project. Do they have liquidity pools? How are they volume? You know, how are they getting volume? How are they generating money? Is it play to earn? There's a ton of stuff to ask. So you have to figure out which part you want to solder yourself to. So before you invest your time in researching, you're making sure it's you're researching on something that you definitely believe in and invoke, want to share. So that's me preaching, but that's here for another day. But think about what you can research into. There's so many forms of investing in Web3 from traditional areas of investing. They just have different names. They're applied differently now, but they are here. So think about your general general research forms and which one works for you if you're going to do that. Because you have stocks, have bonds. You have cash, you have mutual funds, you have index funds, you have target date funds, you have stakings, you have NFTs. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? So when you're thinking about that, maybe consider that and you'll be able to have a good headway on which way you want to go. Now, we definitely got one of those other news topics talking for y'all, right? Because as we're talking about trading, 
it gave me a familiar thought. One of my pride and joys out of that year, one of my pride and joys out of that year was my trading bot, right? Because I had to learn how to get the, the margins right. I had to program it just right to where it was going to make me money and not continuously make losses during the crash. So as the market was crashing and everyone was bailing and losing their minds and losing money, I was making money. I was making money every day. It wasn't until I turned my bot off that it stopped and I turned it off because the point was all of this was always supposed to have been for research purposes. So, of course, now it's time to take the money from here and go explore another product or another area. I'll update you guys more on that down the road, I promise. So, before I read you this news article about a thieving trading scaling bot, I thought this would be a perfect place for a commercial break. Stay tuned. Nobody likes a thief. Honest, dishonest, or otherwise, nobody likes a thief. So, let's talk about these trading scaling bots, shall we? Now, everybody who is a part of Fire Army knows I'm all about security. I'm all about security and precaution. Because I want you to be informed on what scams look like. I want you to be informed on what those things look like so that you don't get caught up in the web. The push to cut Ethereum network fees opens funds draining bug scaling tomb. <sighs> it just opened up a scaling bug, basically, that went in and stole the money, skimmed it from the transactions because of the network fees being pushed open. Now, a lot of you know that Ethereum went through a merge recently, right? But the vulnerability allowed hackers to steal deposits into a specific network. Now. You can find out more about that at Coindesk. All you would like to read it, you can find it out, or you can make sure to follow us on Medium, where we cover all these news articles that we talk about here on Clubhouse. And of course, make sure you follow all of our social media pages too. So you can stay in the know and know what's going on with us, Fire Army, and everything Web3. So, what's crazy about it is that the vulnerability was caught and flagged by a hacker. Just throw that out there before we move on. <laughs> Now, back to where we are and joining our journey, right? I just have this conclusion for you. Now that you have free money, the next thing is learning how to use it. Strategy. So you want to make sure that you're spending time learning what strategies work for you. Learn the different strategies. My advice to you is to learn how to read candles. Learn how to read candle graphs. Learn how to chart. 
If you can learn how to read those graphs and charts, you will be a mastermind in this crypto space just like I am. I promise you. And again, if you need any tips, help, just join the Fire Army Discord server. All this information is already posted in there. I have charts and everything else from last year dropped in there. But when I was going on this journey, it's all in there. Good info. But now that you're ready to invest, got to make sure you need to know what strategy you're using next. So that as you're putting things in action, you're making sure this is going to lead to you making money. Because as even though it's free money, let's try our best to not lose it, right? So it's just a good practice to have in place so that when you have your money now invested in Evolve, you're not going to be as easy to lose it in the market to scams, poor trading, or otherwise. That's just you doing your due diligence as an investor. So my best recommendation and conclusion it's many avenues. It's really about which way you want to go. So before we drop off the face of the, the clubhouse earth today, the last security protocol I want to talk to you about in correlation and relation to this is crypto wallet. What's a crypto wallet, Jade? What's a crypto wallet, Craig? Huh, I don't know, guys. Great question. I asked myself this last year. And not only was the question of what's a crypto wallet, but I kept being told, hey, if you want to buy crypto, you need a hard wallet. Hey, if you want to buy crypto, you should use a web wallet. Well, what's that? Now, I'm going to turn it over to Craig for a bit because he knows all about this and the hurdles that are involved. So, Craig, let us know firstly, what is a crypto wallet? Why is it needed? And then tell us the difference between hard wallets and web wallets. Right. So different wallets are important to know. And uh, the, the first thing is, is what, a, what is a crypto wallet? And essentially it is your specific address that you are able to send and receive different types of cryptocurrency. Now, not only is that important to know for what blockchain you are on, but it also matters specifically what type of crypto you are sending because that, that specific address will change. Um, there are situations where it is less important to know the different types of addresses, but that's just where it gets kind of complicated. But the important thing to understand there is that not all blockchains are able to be accessed from one wallet. So there are times that you will find yourself with a phantom wallet on Solana. You can use a MetaMask wallet to be on a number of different blockchains. There's, of course, the popular... Uh, another popular one aside MetaMask is the Trust Wallet. Those are all great options. The biggest thing to know from, from that is that those are digital wallets that are on your computer or mobile phone. And then you have a hardware wallet or what's sometimes referred to as a cold wallet. It is not constantly hooked up to something that is plugged into the internet or could be plugged into the internet at all times. So with it being a cold wallet or cold storage wallet, you can actually unhook it from the internet and have it disconnected so that your crypto is more safe. Is it completely safe? In theory, hopefully. But there are opportunities and, and issues that can arise. So just realize that you're never always safe, but it is important just to be diligent in what you do and know what you're clicking. I think that kind of covers the basics of the, the crypto wallets. Um, some other features and things that you'll run into is that to do any sort of transaction, there, there's a gas fee. 
And uh, just keeping those fees in mind, you do have to have a minimum of the gas fees to be able to actually move any currency in and out of your wallet. And that's normally, and that's specific to what blockchain you're using. So for instance, in the Ethereum blockchain, you have to have the correct amount of Ethereum to be able to move the money if you're trying to cash it out or to buy something. Um, for a long time, that would cost potentially hundreds of dollars, depending on what gas price was. But gas prices have come way down, which makes it a lot more open to new people coming and learning about the amazing crypto world. So I want you to think about what Craig said, right? Let's talk about gas and chains. The gas has come down over the years, but you need to decide what chain you like, right? Because that's going to vary which, what, what crypto you're using, point of sale systems, NFTs, right? Because each chain and group, whatever, they all choose a chain. So are you an Ethereum Jack and Jill or are you a Bitcoin Betty and Bill? That's the question, because as you're making time to invest in everything else, you have to decide that before you're going to spend that money. Me, myself, personally, I like Litecoin. I like Litecoin just for my crypto transactions. Why? It's one of the lowest gas fees that have ever existed. It's one of the original forks of Bitcoin as well. The only fork. So I'm a Litecoin girl, as you would say, I'm a Litecoin girl, right? Because I like it that it's at less than a penny when I move stuff, or at a penny. My bank has never offered me that. My bank has never offered me anything less than 30 cents of a transaction fee. That means this chains right now is operating at less than a 1% transaction fee for its gas. Perfect. When you hear gas, think transaction fee. Simple as that. This is also why you're able to see your transaction on the blockchain because you have a transaction hatch. Very similar to what our world's centralized banks have been doing for a long time except we made the running ledger public so now you can see it you can trace it you can see what wallet went from where it went to where it was converted through that does not give you the identity of the user on either end it just simply shows the transaction alone and we're told transactions from our banks take three to five days 10 to 30 depending on their reversals and cancellations this is instant okay it's instant transactions that you can see and control that is putting the big power of big tech into the small hands of the average everyday consumer ladies and gentlemen that is what you call web3 now before i open up the floor as our broadcast ends in five minutes i'm going to leave you with one security protocol that you want to make sure you have in place when you start your crypto wallet you are going to be prompted into creating or having a security phrase. It's going to say security phrase, security key, security passphrase. That digit can be either 12 or 24. That is your sacred digit. That is your social security. That is your blood type. It's a thing that you covet and a sacred you do not give anyone. You never give it to one. You don't even give it to your grandmama when she tells you. That's yours. That is your secret key to accessing your funds. If you give that out to a hacker, to a group, to a project, they will access your wallet. They will drain all your money. It's not an if and a but, but when. So when you are making your crypto wallets, after you decide, hey, I like MetaMask. Hey, I like Trust Wallet. Hey, I just like the Coinbase one. Because there are many 
wallets that exist cross bridge, meaning they run across multiple blockchains, meaning you can have one wallet that serves on a Polygon chain, the Ethereum chain, and the Binance chain. Or you have wallets per chain. It's up to you. It's about what you're using in the products that you're invoking. But remember, never give out your secret security key. I am going to yield the floor. Craig Drid, if you can close us out for four minutes. Yeah, the, the biggest thing that's important is that you just have to remember that even if you're doing something that requires you to sync up your wallet, you never have to go to the 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 step of including your secret phrase or your security phrase. Um, no matter what they are or who they are, they will never ask for that. That's the first thing that like um, Coinbase or uh, MetaMask tries to tell you. Um, and you're like, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, why would I ever give anybody that? But then you're going through something that seems legit. Somebody sent you a bunch of Bitcoin and all you have to do is is hook up your wallet or send some. And you, it's as soon as you get into that, you're like, oh, man, money. And you kind of forget those those go to safety tips that are like you don't get off of those safety tips. You have to adhere to them 100 percent of the time because people are extremely smart, unfortunately, in, in figuring out ways to get money um, nefariously, um, not in a good way, unfortunately. And they really lean on the excitement and fear of missing out and that you'll oh well, just this once it'll be fine. Nope. Immediately you're in trouble and then you have to figure out how to get your stuff out to somewhere safe. So it's it's just something to always keep in mind. Never, ever, no matter who it is or what it is, just never. If it's too good to be true in the crypto world, it is. You won something. Mm, yeah. Then they ask you for specific information. And that's when you're like, yep, that's probably where it's not real. And that's where you're always going to want to double check. Ask a friend. Um, ask a very... Ask somebody that knows what they're where they're talking about in the Web3 space if you're ever curious or, or thinking about those things. Because that secret phrase, like Jade said, you, you don't give it to anyone. No one. Over to you, Dred, if you have any comments there. I was just going to bring up the importance of just doing your own due, due diligence and studying on projects itself. If you're going to enter into into any project just make sure you find out everything it'll save you a lot of time and headache along the way and also it, it will be helping secure your funds in the long long run so just do your due, due diligence study and make sure you yeah don't give your security information away We've all made the newbie mistake. Giving out the wrong piece of information tied to a new crypto wallet that we just made on MetaMask. It's happened to everyone who's been in the space. Most recently, it even happened to one of the largest holders in Wales of crypto. And he had his wallet drained. So you have to know that if it happens to someone that experienced, that who's been in the market for six years and holds over $23 million in coins, it can happen to you if you're not paying attention. Which is why I'm saying, hey, while you're getting started on your crypto journey, institute these practices now. 
Institute these practices now. Let them be as familiar as you getting up and brushing your teeth in the morning so that you know you are always protected when you go and start your crypto journey day or Web3 day. Because again, you may see a free airdrop and you want to sign up. If it's asking for your security key, don't. Because we all know you can give your wallet out everywhere, all over, all over the internet. But no one can access it without their permission and without the key. So do your due diligence. Stay safe. Make sure you write down your 12 key, your 24 pass key in a safe place. Store it. Store it somewhere offline where it's not accessible. And make sure you always do your own research. I'm Jade. This is Craig. We are the Fire Army. We thank you for staying tuned for our entire broadcast. Monday, join us on Clubhouse for a 30-minute broadcast. Wednesdays are 45 minutes. And for Fire Army Friday, we run for an hour. We thank you. Check us out online. Join our Discord. And we'll see you around space.